Okay, so I woke up this morning feeling like I was still fighting something spiritually and it's this war going on and it just feels so horrible, like it's getting really, really bad. Things are seeming like they're slipping through my fingers. Different words from God, things that he's guiding me into that I know better. And I'm I'm fighting to hold on to these things. It feels like my family is in captivity of one of these demons that I'm fighting right now. And then the other day, another demon was added. And I'm already fighting like this bird demon that controls all the birds that has had a, has played a big part in this entire prophecy. So I talked about this before, but the in 2020 I was battling so much battling so many things and in my heart I knew that it wasn't it wasn't right and I just every chance I got I just ran I wanted to run God leveled with me one day in the beginning of 2020 when I was on my way back to visit my hometown after I moved to Houston and he said to me he said Listen, this is a fight. It's a war. And when it comes down to it, you have the potential to lose everything you've ever known and loved. Everything. Like, really, for real, seriously, in real life, just lose it all, everything. And it might, you might still lose it anyways, but... Are you going to fight for it? Are you going to be the person that you've always, you know, aspired to be? The person that you've always known that you were deep inside. The person I know you are. And fight for everything you love and take everything back from Satan. Or are you going to run? Because if you're going to run, here's your chance. You have to do it now. And he said, fight or flight. And so I chose to fight because... To me, I said to myself, like, you know, this kind of is street knowledge, but I don't know what it's like for other people who may feel like they don't have street knowledge. But, you know, I talked about this many times before, but if somebody runs up and runs past you and they're running and they say, run, do you get up and you run with them automatically without checking to see what you're running from? You don't second, you don't second guess, you don't ask no questions, you just run. At the end of the day, some people would say, yeah, you're smart if you do that because you will have avoided whatever it is. And if it wasn't nothing, then, you know, at least you ran anyways. But it is a type of mindset because there are people out here. And if you know, you know, there are people out here who will put on a big show and play really big and tough. And they will. And then there are deceivers, people who play along and go along with this type of stuff. Or maybe even just are scared and haven't been able to see, you know, that's the decision that they made. You can't let somebody make a decision for you. You have to choose for yourself. You have to stay true to yourself. Because at the end of the day, if everybody came and told you to do something and you just did it, there's no telling what you miss out on in life. And any other time, that's not such a big deal. You know, if you're missing out on a relationship with a boyfriend, okay, they come and go. 
if you're missing out on a job offer, okay, they come and go. Some money, okay, it comes and goes. But your entire family, your love, everything you've ever known, to run away from that just because somebody told you to run, I could never do that. I could never, that's something I could never be. Because at the end of the day, what it comes down to is sometimes people come and they tell you to run because they want you to miss out on what you would have had. They want to prevent you from having something so big and so great. And another thing, not that it matters because this is really associated with pride, but this is what they think of you when they when you run, after you've ran, after you fleed from the situation and they got you to leave everything, whatever possibilities would have happened despite what you would have had to go through, they're laughing. They're laughing like, hmm, that was easy. Way easier than I thought it would be. Literally, all I had to do was tell them to run, and that's what they did. And now I get everything. And there's no telling how many times this has worked for them. There's no telling how conniving they are. There's no telling what they have stolen from somebody else because of that. You cannot be afraid. The Bible says, the wicked flee when no man pursueth. So, with that being said, you know... The devil always wants me to feel like I'm running. The devil always wants me to feel like I'm fleeing when no man is pursuing me. But the Bible says that the the righteous are bold as a lion. That's what I was. That's who I am. That's what it is. When they told me to run, street knowledge, if you want to call it that. But what I learned growing up in a struggle said to me that this could very well be something really, really, really bad. Really, really bad. And you could really avoid it by running right now. Or it could be, you know, something that you can overcome. You know, honestly, the reason why I'm I'm not going to say it could be like just a facade, just a fake is because they told me in my mind to run. They start talking to me in my mind. So I knew that it was already things beyond what I had ever known before. You know, proving that. The situation may have been much more serious than I could have anticipated. I never knew that these kind of things were possible and that people could do this kind of stuff. And already them doing that was an indication that this was, you know, really heavy. Something big, bigger than I probably was equipped to handle at the time. And probably still am, you know, not as equipped as I should be. But I thought about my family. I thought about the people that I love. I thought about everything I've ever known growing up. And I said to myself, now in the hood, if somebody make you run away from everything, your house, your family, your love, everybody that you know and love, just make you get up and just run without asking no questions and, you know, you never look back. That is a punk move. That is the biggest punk move ever. It really is. And you'll never, you'll never not, you know, be that kind of person, a runner. 
you ran. You know, you had the opportunity to fight for everything you ever known. And if it's anything worth fighting for, it is your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters, your grandmother, your cousins, your aunts, your family. If it's anybody worth suffering for, if it's anybody worth fighting for, it's them. So if somebody can get, get you to run away from that, like, that is just, like, it's not even about never forgiving yourself. It's just about that being who you are. But then on the other end, and I'm I'm just not built like that. But on the other end, if you did decide to run, if you just ran because somebody told you to, you probably could have avoided a world of trouble. And if you truly did run and get away, then maybe that's what was meant to happen. You can never feel bad about it. You can never blame yourself for making a right decision for yourself choosing peace over torture and torment and struggle and stress and not really knowing what you would have gotten yourself into but you know understanding the possibility that the very people you'll be fighting for might be the very people you're fighting the very bullet that you would take they would be the one standing behind the gun the everything that you are doing for them they would never do for you Understanding and accepting everything that comes with that and still deciding to fight is accepting, you know, everything that comes with that, which means you might be the only one fighting. You might be left alone. You might be left to yourself. You might be, you know, played over, done so bad with nobody to depend on or count on, but you always have God. And at the end of the day, I didn't know what to expect, but from everything that I had growing up up until this point, I felt that my family was worth fighting for. I felt that I would give my life for them. And so I said, running is the opposite of that. So I'm going to fight for everything I know. I'm not going to run. And I didn't run. You know, I decided to stay. So... Fast forward to now, it was it's literally everything that you would have possibly thought it was if you would have ran like, oh, no, this is going to be this must be really bad. This must be torture. This must be the worst thing ever. And now, you know, sometimes I have in my heart, maybe I should have just ran. Maybe I should have just run. But it's just not in me like that. It's just not, it's just not who I am. I'm not weak. And if I am, I'm made strong in God. At the end of the day, what it comes down to is when I was younger, I used to get picked on, beat up all the time, and pushed around. Everybody said I was a scary person. Everybody said that I was weak and you know I really would never back down from a fight but when it came to certain people I even backed down from a fight even though that was not what was in me I was not the kind of person that would really back down from a fight but at the end of the day you know I knew that some battles weren't worth fighting when it comes to certain people they know that they have a hold on you 
they have a hold on your heart and your love for them. And when you fast forward, when you can when you can see how a situation will end up, when you can pick up on where this is going and you realize that it's just not worth it, you back down from a fight. You know, I always heard growing up, pick and choose your battles correctly. So with certain individuals, I would just walk away. A lot of times out in the world, I would just walk away anyways because I just wasn't that kind of person. Just fight for these things that just seemingly don't matter. I don't have a lot of pride in me that way. It's not a lot of pride in me that has to prove that, you know, I can fight. You know, but when it comes down to the the people I love, the things in my life that I've always known, God, my faith, stuff like that. You will never see me backing down. You will never see me giving up. You will never see me quitting or running away. And I always knew that that was the case. So when people would pick fights over silly stuff like boyfriends or money or, you know, attention, popularity, position, things like that, I would back down, you know, or I wouldn't be willing to fight that hard for. I wouldn't run away, but I just would avoid it. As best I could, even though it killed my pride every single time. But that's a good thing. But now, but every single day that I cry to God, every time I pray to God and I cry and I say, God, why do people always feel like they can do stuff to me just because it's me? You know, it feel like people are always like, oh, her? Oh, you can do that to her. She's weak. She's scary. She's a punk. She's not going to do nothing. So let's do it to her. And they wouldn't even try that with this person. They wouldn't try it with that person. They wouldn't even think about trying it with this person. But they all want to do that to me. I used to cry to God. I used to say, God, I could really hurt somebody. I could really hurt somebody for, you know, just picking me out the crowd to pick on. Deciding that, you know, I should I should just be, like, I could just handle all of that or not even caring for real. Just because you feel like you can get away with it. And the Lord would say to me, well, practice makes perfect. So whatever you practice, you will be perfecting. If you start now and practice walking away from fights and choosing love and choosing to fight for what really matters, that's, what, that's who you'll be later and it'll pay off. But if you start now and decide to fight for these things that don't matter, these things that just, you know, puff at your, puff up your pride, like these silly fights or position or popularity or different things of that nature, ignoring what really matters and what's really worth fighting for, that's who you'll be later. So make the right decision. And I decided to fight for what really matters, even if that opportunity never presented itself and it felt like I had gotten beaten up and bullied on and picked on in vain my whole life I decided to choose to save the fight in me that I had for the things that really mattered in life and then God presents this opportunity and somebody tells me to run like some some people some sometimes you know People are, or things or forces in this world, they are very unaware of who they are dealing with and the power that God has placed inside of you. Other times they are very well aware 
and they are so afraid, but they have no choice but to step up to this fight that is going to take them out because that's what it's time for. When God says, be here on this day, I got somebody for you, you better be there on that day because that's the truth. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. So I wouldn't assume or underestimate anybody by saying that they wouldn't have known exactly who they were dealing with in me. Not They wouldn't have known who God was sending because they knew. They had an entire word, an entire prophecy. They knew the truth. God, you know, told them to when I would be showing up, what I would be looking like, what I would have with me, how to identify me and what was happening when I showed up. They knew to be prepared and they showed up because God is the truth. So don't ever let anybody make you believe that God is not the truth and that he is not real and that what he says does not go. That he is not the almighty power, the Alpha and Omega, and that nobody can beat him ever. And he's never lost a fight and he's always perfect and he never makes a mistake. Never let anybody make you believe that. Because at the end of the day, these individuals who will try and convince you that when God says be here at this time, they are there. Because they know better than not to be. How are you so, how are you trying to get me to doubt God so much but you don't? How are you trying to get God, get me to deny God but you won't? You don't deny God. You know who he is. So... Why would I let you tell me not to know who he is or convince me not to know who he is? That's why you can't let people think for you. They tell you to run and they, you know, spin the block because whatever you was running from, they just needed you out the picture. They just didn't want you to have it. They just didn't want you to get no parts of it. They just didn't want you to have that very great big destiny or somebody may tell you to run and they just because they couldn't beat them doesn't mean that you can't. You ran. You probably would have got beat up. Me, I would have won. But I ran because you couldn't fight. You got to choose and think for yourself. So, that being said, this has been very tough. This has been very difficult. And I've and the Lord has had to unlock, has had to lead me to unlock a new strength in myself that I've never known. This has been so far past what I could have handled at the time, even though I decided to stay. But that's the point. There's so much to be thankful for throughout this process. Yes, I've been tortured probably 95% of the time. Feeling as if only 5% of that time... Was it actually even worth staying? Excuse me. Or there's any actual real real reward on fighting. But that 5% of the time trumps that 95%. All day, every day. I can name a few reasons. One, I'm closest to God I've ever been. Two, he gave me, he revealed my purpose and my destiny in the process. If I would have missed out on that, life wouldn't have even been worth living. Three, he's given me my family. He's given me an opportunity to fight for my family. Four, he's introduced me to a whole world of things that I'm destined for. Like, even though that goes along with purpose and destiny, but a whole bunch of people 
who have possibly dealt with a lot of the things I've dealt with, grown up the same way and, you know, made the right decisions who are just born for this. To be, introdu- to be introduced in an environment with people who truly challenge you on that level because you are set apart and there's no one like you in the world, but there are people who have decided that the same thing you decided. I'm going to suffer through the hard times. I'm going to suffer through the weak points. I'm going to suffer through the things that make me look like I can't do it because I know that I can And when it comes down to truly fight for this, everybody will see that. And if I never get the opportunity, at least I knew people who know who they are without validation from this world. God has given me that. And he's given me an opportunity to save and minister to his people. He's given me a position of leadership. You know, the Lord has really fulfilled my heart and my life like never before. And I I can't say that if I had run, that this wouldn't have happened. Because the fact of the matter is, there's never any set anything. You know, the truth is, I could have run and I could have gotten everything that was worth having out of this situation, my purpose, my destiny, all the good things, and avoided all the bad and been happy for the rest of my life. If I had just run first, I would have just avoided all of the bad situations. And it would have been the right move all the way around. That's a possibility. Or I could have run and I could have missed out on everything I was meant to have. I don't believe that I ever would have missed out on everything I was meant to have. But does that mean that that's because I didn't run? Or does that mean that no matter whether I ran or I stayed, there was nothing I would have missed out on? There was nothing I could have missed out on because what's meant for you will always find you no matter what decision that you think you're making. God is in control. So I can't say that I'm just so much better than somebody else because I didn't run. If you decide to run or protect your peace, you are not wrong. Nothing is wrong with you. You, It's not that you're smarter either, though. Because running doesn't mean that you're dumber. Running doesn't mean that, you know, you are too dependent on the people around you and afraid to be alone. Because I wasn't. I could have run and I could have been alone for the rest of my life and I could have survived. I am very capable. And just like I knew that I was always capable to fight this the battle that's worth fighting for, I know that I'm capable of living without these individuals, but I chose to fight for them because I love them. It's never no set anything. So people will always try to tell you, say it will always try to make you seem or look a certain kind of way. No matter what decision that you make, you have to know who you are in God. That's why you have to find your identity in him and never lose sight of that no matter what. He's going to tell you because you ran, you couldn't have. Come on now, who can't run? He's going to tell you because you didn't fight, you couldn't fight. People can fight who can't fight. These are decisions that you're making that you feel is best for you. So it's not that I'm better because I stay, but it's not because, but it's not that, it's not that either is better. But I know that staying has been so beneficial. You know, I learned what I suspected that my family is worth fighting for. You know, not that I needed that validation. You should never seek validation from this world. I already knew that, which is why I stayed. 
My family is worth fighting for. My life is worth fighting for. My faith in God is worth fighting for, and it can be with them as well, like I always dreamed. These things are worth fighting for. These people are worth fighting for. And I can't imagine someone actually succeeding and getting me to run away from it. So, that being said, you know, Satan also tried to make me feel like because I stayed that, you know, I could have avoided all of this torture and it was a stupid move to make because now I've suffered so much more than I ever had to. And I debate about this a lot because before I ever even moved out of my hometown, the Lord said to me, you know, you could stay here in your hometown. You can never leave your hometown and you could literally be at peace for the rest of your life, never having an issue, peace in God for the rest of your life, happily married with a kid in the suburbs in a you know, job helping out your community like a social worker or a school counselor or something like that. And you would be happy for the rest of your life and you would never run into these issues and no one would ever, you know, be able to disturb your peace. You could do that. But I chose not to. I accepted the Lord's assignment. I know I'm called for more. And I know that the Lord hasn't placed this inside of me for no reason. I'm not saying that the people who decide to choose that are scary or not up for the task or just not, you know, challenging themselves enough. Because that's wrong. It's no set anything. We like to think as humans, oh, the decision that I made makes me better in this way. Decision that they made makes them better in this way. It's not true. Nobody's better than anybody. You just decided to do what you decided to do. And that might be hard for a lot of people to accept because oftentimes what inspires us to keep going every day is the fact that we feel that we are set apart and so special you're not special though you are set apart that being said you know i'm sure there's somebody out there with the perfect situation right now who you know they got the warning first time around they ran they took off they still got their purpose and their destiny they stayed away from anything that would have hindered or stopped their peace they still have god they never missed out on the thing that god had for them and they're happy and they don't have an issue they don't have a problem in the world they're doing great everything is perfect for them i'm sure that exists and i will never be jealous of it because i had to go through everything i had to go through even though it sounds as if I am. And the Lord always reminds me, never be envious of the wicked. So I talked about in a previous episode that, you know, it seems so unfair that I have to suffer in order to get my happy ending if I ever get one. How unfair is it that things had to be so very hard in order for them to be good forever for me? That sounds as if I'm jealous of someone it didn't have to be hard for. But as I said, it's not always what you think. It's not always what it looks like. It's not always what it seems. That's why you have to keep your head. You cannot allow pride, vanity, or arrogance to fill it up. And you might say, how is that pride? Because you feel as if you know better. You feel as if you know everything. You feel as if you have it all figured out but god is the only one who has it all figured out you may not understand his ways or the reason why he does things but just know that he's the only one who can be trusted to be perfect every single time with no mistake who 
trumps any and every word of anybody, no matter who they think they are or what they are doing or what they have done in this world. That's who God is. And there's just no debate about it. And in this process, I've run into so many different people who are just so jealous of him. I know that it's Satan at the end of the day. He possesses people, but people are like, why does God get to be perfect all the time and you can never question his word? How come God is the one who gets trusted no matter what? How come God is the one who gets unconditional worship no matter what he does to you? Right now, he could take away everything he said he was going to ever give you after all your suffering. You would still choose him. That's not fair. How come he gets to do all of that? How come he gets to be everything? Because he is God from where you sit. You could never be able or capable to handle all that he handles and knows all that he knows. Everything he does is for you. He never has to do anything for him because he's already good. He sits in heaven. So super rich with everything. He is the almighty power. He's in control. He can do whatever he wants to do. He's God. Just like your parents used to say when you were, you know, possibly upset about having to go to school. I hate school. Why I have to go to school? And you always fussing about getting up early or, you know, doing your homework. And your parents come and they push you and they encourage you to do what you have to do and get it done. And what they say to you is, Listen, this is for you. This ain't for me. I'm already done. I finished school. I've graduated. So this is for you. That's just like who God is. This is for you. He's done. He's good. He's already. He already sits in heaven above everything. Anything he tells you is never for a selfish reason. God has no reason to be selfish. And you wouldn't understand that because... If he were selfish, if he ever had a reason to be selfish, you wouldn't have never known it. Why? Because every single time that he ever interacts with you or does anything for you or he's ever even on your heart is for you. If any of that was taken away, you wouldn't even have noticed he was gone. So that being said, or maybe you really would, because we oftentimes like to believe that you know, God hasn't done nothing for me. God isn't, you know, responsible for all of this. I did all of this on my own. I'm this and I'm that. And at the end of the day, you will understand what it's like to live in a godless world. Because his His absence would definitely be felt. Absolutely be felt. Without God, there's no you. Period. We are nothing without God. We are dirt that God breathed life into. If he takes the life out of it, we just turn, we just turn back into dirt. That's something that we all need to take into account. Oftentimes we feel better than each other and we say, you know, I've heard people say, you, you're just like the dirt beneath my shoe. So are you. You're the dirt beneath your shoe without God. Nobody is better than anybody. So that being said, you know, I've, Like, this has been an extremely humbling experience. God has had to prune so much, you know, selfishness and pride and vanity and arrogance out of my heart. 
this, you know, the torture, it feels unnecessary. Maybe it could have even been done a different way. And maybe it didn't even have to happen the way that it had to happen. But in a weird way, I am glad that it did, though. I am glad that it did happen because, you know, I know that the Lord loves me and sees me worthy of pruning. When the Lord can use you or the Lord decides to use you, it's always a blessing because he can't use anybody. But that being said, it's never because of our goodness, but because of God's goodness. Whatever decision that you made, you made the best decision for you. You shouldn't regret or worry about a thing. The Lord taught me years ago never to regret, never to worry. He said, you worry too much. And he took a regret away from me. And he gave me forgiveness. And these were the best gifts I could have ever gotten. I, f- I truly feel like, you know, in the situation that I am in, what I'm going through daily, these are, you know, possibly the biggest weapons to be used against Satan when he tries to get me to give up on life, when he tries to get me to give up on my family, and when he tries to get me to give up on God. So, if you can, pray for Pray to never regret. Pray to appreciate everything you have to be grateful. Pray to never worry and pray to, you know, be able to forgive. So that being said, it's so much more like that's just the start, not even the start. But, you know, I've experienced so much and. You know, I don't ever want to be that kind of person that's like, I am so glad I got to prove myself. Because at the end of the day, it was never about proving myself. I knew when I was younger that if I ever got the opportunity to prove myself that I, you know, I would. I would be that person. But I also knew when I was younger that I may not ever get the opportunity. And I still have to be 100% sure and confident in who I am with or without that validation. I accepted that years ago. So I never needed the opportunity But it's a blessing that it was presented. That being said, you know, I don't I don't like the attitude. Oftentimes people come around, they have an attitude and they say, you know, you are, you know, finally, you finally gotten a chance to prove who you are. And now you get this opportunity to, you know. Show everybody what you've always had. People used to tease you about this stuff. And people used to make fun of you about these things. And people used to isolate you because you couldn't do this. Excuse me. Or they thought you couldn't do this. Or they thought you couldn't do that. And now look at you. You're doing it right in their face. Doesn't it feel great? And I always think that is such a punk thing to say. And the reason why I think that is such a punk thing to say. Because I say to myself now. If I was to get so excited and elated to finally get my chance to step on somebody or prove who I am, then why didn't I do it when I had the chance to? You know, I think that is very corny. I think it's corny because, you know, it shows that really you never you never really was confident in the decision that you were making, which means you really wasn't sure of who you were, which means you really were a punk like they said you were. You really were scary. You really couldn't fight. And you really were making all that stuff up when you said, I just choose to fight the right battles. If you decide to be that person now, that's who you always were. So I don't ever, 
take pride and stuff like that. Like, what? What do you mean? I finally got my chance. What? Like, what do you mean? I should feel good about, you know, finally being a person I could never be. I always been this person. I never needed this opportunity. It's a blessing that I have it, of course. Now you see if you didn't know. And I don't even doubt that you never knew. I'm really quite sure that you knew the whole time, too. That's why you picked on me. We all know. Everybody has known. The Lord has confirmed that in the process, too. Yes, they knew exactly what they were doing. Yes, they knew exactly who you were. They all knew. Everything that they did was in, you know, intent. They were intent on somehow preventing you from ever knowing as if you didn't know. But they was doing everything in their power to keep that from happening. It was not a mistake. They were doing that on purpose and they knew what they were doing and you knew what they were doing. It's not a surprise. So when people come around trying to say that it's a trap and I see it as jealousy. Because people know what they're doing. For you to come up to me and say, look, who you get to be now. Look, the opportunity you have. Look, you know, be who you always wanted to be. Here's a free chance for you to do it. I always think to myself like, hmm. You're trying to set me up and prove that I've always been a punk. You're trying to prove to yourself that whole time I really was scary. Even though you know that's not true. You just want to, you know, feel good, feel better. You're still trying to destroy my destiny. You're still trying to prevent me from getting to my best self. Now, in the process, I've seen people try and do that. Here's your opportunity to do that. And now we know that you've been wanting to do this the whole time and that you really is scary and that you really is a punk and all this other stuff. And even been introduced to a situation or an environment that possibly is finally challenging me, you know, correctly. You know, that is a possibility I've never truly been challenged before. And now that I actually do have to face a real challenge that I'm possibly backing down. The fact of the matter is that, you know, I do believe that we are, we are, you know, already at a disadvantage. My people, you know, a lot of people who've grown up the way that I've grown up, we're already at a disadvantage to certain people who have been provided the right resources or the right support system or the right type of challenging environments in order for them to be on a certain level. We already have to start like a hundred miles behind them. We have to catch up to them and then we have to still beat them with all that they've already had and all the troubles and problems that they haven't had to go through. But the best part about it is that we're stronger because of it. Because we had to overcome all of those things, we are so much more stronger because of it. It's not fair that we should have to. And if I ever can create an environment in the future for for my descendants i will hope that they would never have to go through these things but still able to be challenged correctly and still able to be made stronger because of adversities if a perfect situation exists like that in god that's what i ask for every single day in my heart that's what my heart desires consists of but the problem is that you know you do feel that it might be true you do feel at a disadvantage when you get to a certain place after you're finding an environment being challenged correctly, you're placed around the things you should have always been around because you were kept from those things for so long because of your circumstances. 
you finally get in that environment and it is it becomes difficult for you sometimes you start to fold and want to back down sometimes you feel like you cannot do it but it is in you god will not place you there for no reason so regardless of how you're feeling right now one day you won't feel that way one day you will be everything you're destined to be and it doesn't matter what people say because they could never understand what it's like to walk a mile in your shoes you you know given everything or all the struggles i had to go through are you confident that you would even made it this far? Are you confident you you would have even succeeded this much to judge me? And even if you would, it doesn't matter. We're different. So God made me to be me and God made you to be you. And whatever challenge that I have or may face, I will overcome in God. And that's all I need to be confident in. And after that, you know. After that, I just wish and hope and pray that everybody, whoever faces any of the adversities or challenges that I've gone through in my life, also are able to overcome it. And yes, when you go through certain situations as a human, you know, you feel for these situations because you understand what it feels like and what it's like to have gone through these different things. So you want to help in those particular areas. But I'm learning in this process that you can't just only feel for the issues you feel for. You have to see the other issues that you have never experienced or never dealt with or couldn't possibly understand. You have to learn how to understand that too. You have to get on that level with certain people if you can, you know, and be able to help other issues that you have never felt for personally. So that's also something I'm going through. And lately I feel that I've been in an environment where it's like, no, you don't. You don't have to do that. You don't have to feel for certain other people's issues that you didn't have to go through you don't have to do that like who's making you feel like you have to and the thing about it is you know god is god is making me feel that way he's putting it on my heart and that's who i want to be so even if you told me i didn't have to i'm probably still gonna try to do that you know this is not for fake you know i don't know why people come up to you and expect or assume that you know, you're doing something you don't want to do, you know, out of all the different options and, you know, different possibilities in the world, I'm pretty sure if it's anything that I really didn't want to do so badly, I can make it happen. So if I'm going this way, it's for a reason. And I want it to be done a certain way. I don't want to cop out, even though everything in my flesh tells me take the easy way out, cheat, you know. Don't do it the hard way. Don't do all the work. Let somebody do the work for you or skip steps. No. No, this is my opportunity to, you know, be everything God is destined for me to be. And if I ever truly want to ever get to that place, then I can't skip steps. I don't get to do that. You know, even facing all the adversities that I face with a lot of the different individuals who see it in me. And know that I'm fully capable of being everything that I've always wanted to be and could otherwise be that. And they just want to create extra obstacles and stand in my way. You know, it's all a part of who I'm destined to be. I have to overcome all of them too. The Lord told me when I was younger I was going to have to fight my whole family and beat them. But I didn't want to accept it. I was in denial because I said, now why would I have to fight my family? I've always been taught you never fight your family like strangers on the street. So why would I have to fight my family and beat them as if they're the enemy? That don't sound or seem right or feel right, and I don't know if I accept that. But 
whether I accepted it or not, he made it very clear that I had to choose him over my family. I had to choose him over everything in my life always. He's always above everything. A lot of people have a difficulty with that. God should be God should be above my money. God should be above my achievements and comp and accomplishments. God should be above, you know, my love for myself. God should be above these people I love, these things I love, you know, and they have a difficulty with that. And it's difficult for me too. I'm not better than anybody, but I just know that's what I want to do. I know that that's what I'm hoping for. That's the direction I'm trying to head in. And I'll trust God for that. You know, at the end of the day, it's not about what you're capable of, but about, you know, what you what you allow God to do in your life. It's about what you accept and what you believe and what you hope for. Because I could have never been capable of what God has taken me through in this process. Capable of forgiving my family past all that they've done. I could have never imagined it. Capable of overcoming all of this temptation. I could have never imagined it. Capable of forgiving myself for the things that I've done. I could have never imagined it. Capable of being transformed in this way to be made so humble and, well, more humble and more understanding of why. More obedient to God's word, more submissive to God's word and truth. I could have never imagined it. So, there's no way I'm pulling this off on my own. So, why should I be worried about failing when God's doing all the work? He will win. I could have never imagined being used single-handedly as a vessel by God to revise an entire city this big. I believe a million people. And the Lord using me as a vessel to deliver these individuals from Satan and from bondage. <sighs> Excuse me. I could never have done this on my own. I could have never imagined it. But here we are. It's being done, and I'm so grateful for God. You know, right now, I'm in a situation where I'm not doing everything I can to lead people into forgiveness. And so I will be held accountable for that, and I can feel it. There's so much more I could be doing. I'm extremely hurt. I don't I don't like people who show partiality. I don't want to say I don't like people who show partiality. I'm one of those people I show partiality. But, you know, I'm doing my best to fight against showing partiality. Fight for my family because
This world is extremely wicked and heartless and it can't be extremely wicked, heartless and showing no remorse. I've suffered so much. I don't want to keep suffering. I don't want to be the kind of person that want to see someone suffer in my place. I've always wanted to be the person that takes the place of someone else's suffering. And I did everything I could to be that person, but people just took me for granted. And people just stepped all over me. And people just kept making me suffer way more. Not taking, you know, in, into account, you know, all that I'm going through for them. But how can I ever sit up here and complain about that when I do that to Jesus every day? I've been doing that to Jesus for 24 years of my life. 25 now. Every single day, I could be doing better. I could be being better. I could be more kind. I could be more obedient to his word and his truth. I could love him more. I could show that I love him more. I could choose him more, and I don't. I take full advantage of his love for me, and he suffers in the process because everything that I suffer through, he suffers through 10 times more. Every, every amount of suffering I put anybody through, Jesus suffers through 10 times more, and I have to answer for that, and I know that that's why I'm going through what I'm going through. I'm doing the best that I can to take that into, you know, uh, take that into perspective more every day. But I don't enough. And now I feel like people are suffering because of it and. I just want things to be better. I always feel like everything falls on me. Nobody's taking this stuff seriously. It feels like it feels like they feel like they can get away with this stuff forever and play over God. And you know what? I guess I'm the example for that. Because if I'm sitting here to be a leader, then obviously I'm not taking it seriously enough if they're not. I have to take full responsibility for everything that is going on around me. The Lord has shown me that he's placed such a power on my life and inside of me and I want it back, but I don't want to have to become the type of person that deserves to have that kind of power. It's just not right. Even though, you know, it's not right for anybody else to get it when they obviously don't deserve it. They obviously aren't the person that he gave it to. So why would they ever, why would it ever belong anywhere in their possession? But I have to become that person. I guess it's the process of that. Sometimes the Lord brings things into perspective like that. Just like when we're being shot dead in the street and we're talking Black Lives Matter movements and we feel like we're at a disadvantage in workplaces and schools and all these other different things in life. It's because we're not being who we're destined to be. We're not being the chosen people. We're not keeping the promises. We're not living in God's word and his truth and being 100% obedient to him. And if we had... We wouldn't be going through the things that we're going through. And so, therefore, it's our fault. And we don't want to 
accept or understand that it's my fault that my people go outside and shot dead in the street just for the color of their skin. That's my fault. Yes, it's your fault. Because we are meant to be leaders. We are meant to be leading by example. We are the chosen nation. We're not setting a good example. The world follows our wicked and, you know, misguided example. The blind can't lead the blind. We have to all submit to God right now and do everything that he asks for us to do and fight every single day to be better together. Take advantage for your brother. You're only as strong as the weakest link. Never do anything that causes your brother to stumble. If we don't start doing that, then yes, it is our fault. Everything that we go through is our fault. It doesn't matter how unfair it seems. So that's something I'm taking into account as well. and something I'm going through and it hurts. But this is what happens when consequences of sin finally catch up with you. Yeah, Jesus is serious. He's really serious. He's not a game. Everybody thinks Jesus is so sweet, slap on the wrist every time. But Jesus is the lion and the lamb. And God is a God of war. And the Bible says that when Jesus comes back, it is to set things straight. First, he came for forgiveness and he died for our sins so that we can be forgiven. But now he's coming back to, you know, bring consequences to our sin. That's what it is. Jesus was hated, not because people were, were all so stupid and dumb, because you could try and say that, but, you know, we're the same people that we were. Jesus wasn't just hated because everybody was stupid and dumb. Jesus was hated because the things that he preached were hard, and nobody wanted to do the hard things, just like we are today. We don't want to give up Facebook. We don't want to give up, you know, showing our bodies off we don't want to give up getting our bodies done we don't want to give up rap music tv jewelry money we don't want to give up rich lifestyles we don't want to give up you know cursing and sin and drinking and smoking and fornication partying we don't want to give these things up that's why jesus was hated because he preached that we had to so i'm hated too it's becoming unusual for me to even be loved except by Jesus so that being said you know not that it it's always true but as long as I'm hated I know God loves me I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing I know God loves me anyways but I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing as long as I am hated Almost no prophet in the Bible was accepted with open arms. A few were, but many weren't. So we have a responsibility. You know, despite what the world does to you, despite what you have to go through in this world, despite the many obstacles and hardships you may face, you have to stay true to God. You have to stand strong in his word and you have to get it done no matter what. And so this is what I'm battling and going through. And so I understand my part that I'm playing when I'm not doing it and how responsible I am for my own suffering and for my people's suffering, which is way worse than my own. But I'm going to keep fighting, though, because that's all that matters. Just don't quit. 
just don't give up. You know, sometimes you may slow, you may have to crawl, but don't give up. Even though the Lord expects so much more from me and from you. Okay, so I just woke up from the vision and I'm at this place and like, I don't know, for like a week and I'm like, I guess working from home, like a desk job, like a customer service representative probably and I'm with some people and all I know was I think I was about to leave. I was getting ready to leave. And, like, I found some cigarettes or something. And they were in the freezer. I was going through the freezer. And I was looking through the cigarettes. And I saw, like, this roll-up cigarette or something that wanted to look like a doobie of weed or something like that. And it's so interesting because I've just been seeing different posts about weed lately on my timeline or money. And it's so obvious what Satan is trying to do right now. He's trying to, he's really trying to pull me so far away from and out of God and back into my sin. He's trying to take back all my progress. He's trying to undo everything God has done to me. Like for so long, he's been trying to harden my heart, re-harden my heart after God has softened it. For so long, he has been trying to get me to smoke weed again. For so long, he has been trying to get me to drink hard alcohol again. Because I drink wine. I shouldn't drink as much. But, you know, for so long, he has been trying to make this cigarette habit permanent again. For so long, he's been trying to get me to go out, you know, on dates with random guys again. And just, like, slip so far back into whatever it was I was doing before so that he can undo all this progress. Like, he's really after my destiny. And, you know, I just fight it. I'm not surprised. It is what it is. But I was having this vision, and I'm seeing the doobies, like the weed, and I'm just not letting it be weed. Because I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to, you know, ignore that. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to ignore different things like that because they bring bad thoughts. Thoughts of, excuse me, reminiscing on smoking weed and what it was like for me. And I'm just so happy to be delivered of that. You know, I smoked weed for seven years and, you know, I didn't understand it at the time, but it wasn't much different from a crack addiction. With crack, you know, a lot of people think it's so much worse or heroin or different things like that. But when you spend all your money on weed, all you can think about weed, every single morning when you wake up, you have to smoke weed all day. You're th- you just have to be high. You know, you don't really care about life. Your weed, man, is just like where all your money goes to. I, I can't even imagine how many how many times over the years. I thought about how rich I was making my weed, man. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, though, you know, it just, it didn't matter. It didn't matter to me because I felt like weed was making me happier. Weed made me feel better. Weed made 
you know, life more worth living for me. And I didn't think it was harmful. I thought that everybody who thought we was harmful was, you know, probably needed it or, I don't know, just felt better than you or something. I don't know. But now I'm free of weed. Like, I can't imagine how many years I pray, you know, to God. Like, God, please keep me from smoking weed. Keep me from smoking this next blunt. Like, keep me from spending my next amount of money that I get on weed. And I could always find money for weed. And if I could just imagine finding that for, like, a Roth IRA right now or a savings account right now, I could have so much money. But... At the end of the day, though, you know, the Lord said, you're not going to be here forever. You're going to, you know, you're going to stop smoking weed. And you're going to be able to do everything that you ever wanted to do. You're not going to be here forever. And I felt so useless. I felt so powerless. I felt so weak. I felt so just... I felt like I didn't have a, a destiny, a purpose in life. I didn't feel like I had a, well, I knew I had a purpose or a destiny, but, like, I couldn't imagine what it could have been at the time. I couldn't imagine getting that. Like, it wasn't that serious to me. Like, I just didn't care, but I just, I couldn't imagine my life being much better, even though I could. I couldn't explain it, like, how am I going to do it myself? How am I going to do it on my own? I can't do it. I, I couldn't imagine myself doing it. So when God said he was going to do it, that I wasn't going to be on we forever, that he would do it. Like, I just fell in love with God, and I really felt so much better about myself. I really did. Like, I look forward to it. And I appreciate it, you know. I appreciate it that there's a God in heaven that, you know, looks after us even when we're so wrong. Even when we do this to ourselves, you know. So, I... I can't even... I can't even forget five years ago. Just sitting at my old home in my in there in the attic, and just smoking a blunt, alternating between reading a Bible and not being able to really put it down and fighting it, and the Lord just fighting to keep me focused. And I feel that He was fighting the demon that's coming off of me right now. And you know, just. I was so depressed, and I still am so depressed and still so suicidal. And, you know, I felt that we played such a big part in a lot of my problems. But, you know, the Lord, you know, helped me to understand that we wasn't really the source of my problems. You know, it was just another one of them. And I felt better about that because, you know, I felt that I already knew that also at the same time in my mind I wanted to keep weed as an option weed is not an option anymore like that's completely you know that's completely gone now I see what weed has done to me 
you know, over the years, I used to see demons. Everybody used to talk about the demons that they used to see when they were smoking weed. I see demons without weed. I've seen demons without weed. But I pray so much while smoking weed. It makes me feel like maybe I was more intact while smoking it. Of course I was. You know, any drug at all, any alternate state of mind at all is, you know, witchcraft. So, all that being said, you know, I was just so glad that God knows my heart because oftentimes it can look like we put these things over God. But in my heart, I never, I never chose any other God. I never worshipped any other God. I never... I never had faith in anyone but God. Like, outside of my family. Like, I never had faith in anyone or anything but God. But, and God knows that despite what it looks like. And I just love him for that. That's what it really was. Like, it was the weed, but it was more like just the God being being able to see you past whatever it is that you're doing because oftentimes we as humans we feel like we got it all figured out we feel like we feel like we are invincible can't be touched or at least that we'll get away with whatever it is that's going on right now like we can't see a future completely different from what we're doing we can't see ourselves being delivered completely from what we are living in but God can penetrate any heart and he will surprise you like that some people feel like, you know, if I let it happen or if I want to or if I ever see myself there or something of that nature or magnitude. But the thing of it, the thing about it is, you know, there are some very unsuspecting people who have encountered God and he's given them a destiny that they could have never anticipated or imagined. And that's what I love about God. He'll clean you up and give you something so new, something that you could have never imagined. And he'll humble you enough to show you that you are not in control here. You don't have it all figured out. You are not the biggest or the baddest. And you do have to answer to him. And that's fine because he can be trusted with that. He is worthy of that. Even when you cannot see it, you know. So a bit, a big question I've been dealing with is like, so why does it feel like certain people have a future while others don't? Why does it feel like certain people have a word on in God while others don't? It doesn't seem fair, and it doesn't add up with what He teaches you. When he sees the future in you, and he he shows you and guides you to see that in others so that you can bring more people to him. So how come some people have that and others don't? You know, how come stay away from some people and, you know, run towards others? Only God knows, and I trust him. I just trust him for that. I can't say... I'm so offended by the fact that this person gets to go and that that person doesn't. I'm so offended by the fact that God loves this person, but God just seems to disregard this person. You know, even if I do, I know I'm wrong. 
I love God for the way that he does things. He's He's always right. And even when I don't understand it, he's right. So, I've been humbled on an entirely new level. But I know that there's still ways to go for me. So, in this vision, like, I'm pulling cigarettes out the freezer. And I realize that that is just, like, most obviously, you know, a indication that it's like the cigarettes... Because I've backslidden into cigarettes, I've backslidden into wine, I've backslidden into not fasting. And, you know, I should be grateful for how far I've come. Because it was at a t- it was a time, point in time where, you know, I could not smoke weed. And I would have been smoking so much weed and high all the time. And then not only that, there was even a point where, like, I mean, I, oftentimes I'm just so grateful for the type of individual that God has brought, you know, the type of season God has brought me into. Because when I think about it, it's like, you know, Because when I think about it, it's like, I used to get so many warnings, like, be careful who you get weed from. You don't know if you'll get, you know, bad, a bad batch. And it's like, my uncle. You know, he used to do drugs, and maybe there were heavier drugs, but, you know, my dad told me that they were at a club, and he had a drink, and somebody poured Visine in his drink, and ever since, he's been really messed up. So, when I think about the weed and stuff, and the drugs, my dad used to always say, be careful. And I used to be willing to get weed from, you know, people I just see at the gas station. Do you know someone who has weed, just random people? I was always so blessed and protected not to have ran into something that would really mess me up really bad. So, I'm so thankful to God. I really am so thankful to him for protecting me and keeping me and pulling me out of that. He said he would and he did. He said I would be away from that and I am. He's also said a lot about the situation I'm dealing with now. He said that it won't last forever. He said that this is going away. He said a lot about a lot of people, and I'm trying to take that into account every day. So, here I am, and I'm worried about these cigarettes. And I'm kind of zoned out, but I'm really not. But I'm just accepting that, you know, with the people I'm dealing with, Right now, for them, it's more about proving how much they can make me suffer, how much they can take me through, how much they can destroy in my life right now, instead of actually, you know, winning. I don't think that they actually really want to win or think that they are. 
I think that they are very well aware that God, who God is. And I think that they are very well aware of the destiny of my life. And I think that more about, more than anything, it's just about making me suffer in order to somehow punish me for having dreams and hopes of giving up, getting out of this situation and away from people who don't mean me well. I've dealt with this my whole life. I know with people like this, how they are. I know what they're like. You know, with with my family members, they would just beat me down all day. They would beat me down all day and make me suffer for, you know, wanting to be better or, you know, seeing myself in better situations, practicing for future that contains these things and I had to suffer for years at the hand of their abuse I had to learn that it's not a battle I can win with them because when it comes down to it it's never about really keeping me from what it is I'm destined to be in what I'm destined to have because they don't believe that they'll be able to it's just about making me suffer while they can well, you know that somebody doesn't really actually care or have the ability to eliminate an option for you completely, though they would if they could. Then you understand that when they're doing the things that they're doing to hurt or intimidate you, you know, they're hoping that they can somehow intimidate you away from your future. And they're hoping that they can somehow convince you to give up on who you'll be. They're hoping that they can somehow change you or bully you out of a future that they can see in you. People know what they're doing. God has made it so clear. You know, he's made it so very clear in the process, you know, in this process, just in my life period. And I'm doing the same thing I've always done, not necessarily suppressing because that's something that been brought up recently like you suppress you suppress you have to let it out you have to let it go you know it only hurts you when you suppress and it's like this is what I've been told my whole life that I'm suppressing and I'm not I'm not suppressing I am choosing to you know I'm choosing to trust God I'm choosing to save whatever it is that he has in me for whatever it is that he has for me because I know that he'll direct it in the right way if I do it how you're doing it if I do it how it seems like it's right to do it if I do it how you know it feels like it's available right now I'll be doing it the wrong way and I don't want to I don't want to follow no one's example around me because nobody around me got the life I want I don't feel like nobody around me is heading in the direction I want to go in only God can provide that life for me. So I, I can't take your advice on what to do here. But I do my best to learn from any and everybody as much as possible. That being said, it's doing the same thing to me again. And it, it just sucks that, you know, in my family growing up, I, it, I never looked like or seemed like much of a threat in many areas besides intelligence. And, you know, oftentimes I didn't even feel like they were doing things because 
they felt like I was just destined for so much more. But I knew that they were. And now I'm dealing with that all over again. And it's, you know, it's really, it's really different on so many levels. Because now it's like I'm on a whole another side of things. Where, you know, I am, I am who I am. And I still have a bigger and greater destiny than those around me. And I'm dealing with that adversity on a whole another level. And so... You know, for God to have already made me somebody who would have, you know, succeeded or surpassed my circumstances from where I was. I didn't feel like it was super big or great, even though I saw the greatness in my family. But to have made my destiny so much bigger than millions of people. And that's not even to brag. It's just, you know, that's how difficult it is to have to be this kind of person, you know. For him to make it that much, you know, more of a, of a thing. And, like, now seeing this on such a major level, like, I always knew my family was kind of, like, the worst. I would be at school and I would say, no, I know I'm not the smartest person in this entire school. I'm not the smartest person in this entire city. I'm not the smartest person in this entire world. But I'm pretty sure... And my family has got to be the worst. Like, they always say, I'm trying to toughen you up for this world out here. Because this world is way worse. And I believe that they love me in that way. I want to believe them. But it often feels like they are the worst. Like, not they're not necessarily trying to toughen me up for this world out here. But they are really just trying to prevent me from succeeding in this world out here. Like, they know exactly what they're doing. Like, even if you never said a, a bad word to me, I think that just your demeanor and your attitude about life is enough. You feel like you couldn't do it, so I can't. And you're discouraging. And it's not really necessarily your fault, which is why I pray all the time to God. God, please allow me to succeed in life. I don't want to be a failure. You know, I love my people for what they have and who they are. And everything that they've learned and the knowledge that they passed on. But there were so many failures around me. So, I don't ever want to feel like I'm just too good for anybody or better than anybody. But I just want to succeed. And I don't want anybody to make me feel bad for that. I deserve the ability to, or the opportunity to succeed in my life. You know, Despite what you've done in yours, despite the example that you're putting out, which are like, I never had a very good example of the things that I would have needed to succeed in what I needed to succeed in. You know, even if that only be abiding by God's truth and obedience in his word, I never had enough of an example for that. So I pray to God for it. So that being said, like, I'm dealing with that on a whole nother level now. And people think that it's like new or like they're doing something new. People always come out the blue feeling like, you know, you ain't never seen this before. It's all the same stuff forever. And it's it's being made so much more clear why God keeps repeating to me. People haven't changed. That we are the same hard-necked, stubborn people we've always been. We don't change. 
I understand that includes me. But it's like, it, it's starting, it just makes more sense. You know, it's being brought into perspective. I knew that it would. He said it would. You know, it's going to make more sense why I keep saying these things to you. We don't change. So, you know, you look in the Bible over and over and over again. God is pulling us out of situations we brought ourselves into and giving us an opportunity to do right by him and just keep our promise and just be obedient to him and worship him and him only. And we always feel like after we're good, after we're in a good position, after we got it, after we feel like, you know, we're establishing back on our feet, we can go run and worship everybody else but God. You know, in the Bible, the Lord calls Israel promiscuous, like a prostitute, which is why in Jose, he requires his prophet to marry a prostitute and then take her back when she runs back to prostitution and cheats on him after marriage, cheats on her family, cheats on her kids, you know, cheats on everything. He, he, God directs him to take her back even after all of the pain and fix her up even after he's already done that just by marrying her and all together to begin with. This is because God says this is how he feels about Israel. Israel is a chosen nation. We are Israel. So when we always worship false gods and we run to, you know, we run to this witchcraft. We run to, we run to all these different other options outside of just worshiping and choosing God alone. We're just like a promiscuous prostitute cheating on our faithful husband. Jesus is our husband. We're promiscuous. We cannot remain faithful to him. This is how we've always been. This is how we still are. So, you know, in the process of worshiping God and everything I was going through, he called me Israel. He said, you're Israel. And, you know, everything I was going through, he called me a whore. Called me a prostitute, promiscuous, like, you know, because of the many people that I fornicated with. It's the reason why I'm dealing with a lot of these different things I'm going through. And, you know, the reason why I'm suffering. So he's using me as an example. Like, you're going to suffer like Israel in order for, you know, you to get back in my good graces. Like, I I feel that I'm suffering in place of all these people. I have to, you know, be punished and be, you know, fixed in a way. But I have to be reguided and redirected back to God. And in the process, he's going to do the same for his people. So, it's a very important place, a very important position to be in. But also, at the same time... It is, you know, it's so difficult to be an example because you have to suffer. And so many times I've said and I've asked, I've questioned, I've said, why do I have to suffer for what they're doing even when I'm not doing it anymore? I'm not out here, you know, jumping into random cars anymore. I'm not out here going on random dates with different guys anymore. 
I'm not out here smoking weed anymore. I'm not out here doing a lot of this stuff anymore. And I'm fighting so hard to never do it again. But I still have to suffer because of what they're doing. You take it out on me all the time. They say something against you. You take it out on me. They go do something. You take it out on me. I'm suffering. And, you know, the Lord is like, exactly. Yes, you are. You are suffering in their place. You are. I'm taking it out on you. And he will do that to his prophets because we're his vessels and he has the attention on us and what he is doing to us. We're an example for everyone else and what they're doing and the lesson that they need to learn in the process of it. And it hurts. It it really does. But I still wouldn't choose anyone over him. You know, I'm a virgin in that way. I've never worshipped anyone but God. And so I have all these different temptations to worship other gods. And it's like they are so, they are so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They are so, they are so possessed. They are so possessed to give me to worship false gods. Like they have some sort of, like it turns them on. They have some sort of fetish for it, turning people out and getting them to turn on God. Like this is how Satan is. It's how he's been since the beginning of time. He's very jealous of God and his, you know, unconditional love and worship that he gets from his obedient children his children alone so you know I have to suffer through that because even though I haven't chosen a false God and I won't trade on God I still have to suffer like I have for the people that he has me as an example for and I'm willing to do that because I love God so much I know that he's worth it and everything that he does is for a reason but it's still so difficult for me that being said, I'm in this vision and I'm like holding these cigarettes that want to be uh, blunts and weed. And I'm pulling them out the freezer. Like, I remember hearing a couple years ago, like, people put their cigarettes in the freezer. They freeze their cigarettes. And... Like... I know there's a point to that or something. Not, I didn't really want to get into freezing my cigarettes because I'm thinking like, if I get into freezing my cigarettes, like I'm really trying to make this a habit, and I really want to come out of smoking cigarettes. The Lord says that I will. I'm coming. I'm coming out of all of this. All of these things are coming off of me. I'm coming away from a lot of these controlling and manipulating people and things in my life. So I really want to get comfortable with anything. And I think it really has made the difference in my life. But also at the same time, it wouldn't make a difference in my life. Even if I did get comfortable with it, he would snatch me right out of it. Maybe I'm just the kind of person that's just like, I know that. So I'll just suffer, you know, until that happens. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like something's forever when I know that it isn't. So. All I know is, you know, 
about pulling these cigarettes out the freezer and I'm just finding joy and happiness and it's not joy and happiness honestly I find my joy and happiness in God but I'm just finding at least temporary comfort where where I can I know that it's bad I can feel it it's like I am kind of betraying God with this like smoking the cigarettes is you know betraying God and you know, caring so much about them, like just still indulging in this scene after God has delivered me from it, it's just bad. And I feel that God has turned his back on me in that way. But then there is, you know, people around me and I don't know who really it is, but I think I got like a idea of who it could be. They are around me and I can still hearing, hear them, you know, devising wicked plans in their heart. The Bible says that the wicked devise evil schemes in their heart. And I can hear it. I can feel it. And they're, they're doing, they're saying all kinds of stuff like, she is so dumb. She is so easy. And, you know, everybody's always lying to her. Because it's so easy to lie to her. She's just so easy to get get over on. She's just so easy to, you know, manipulate and abuse, bully, whatever they're saying. It's just so easy. You know, that's what they're saying about me. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, this. I know God wants me to hear this. He wants me in this position. He's using me as an example because, you know, I'm just so, I'm just coddling my sin. I'm coddling it. And, you know, this is the result of that. But also understanding that, you know, I believe that these individuals know that if I were to um if I were to be left alone in my faith that I would let go, let go of a lot of these different things, you know, and dedicate myself fully to God. I believe so. I know so, you know. I've seen it. I've seen my future. I do. So I know what I would do. So in reality, it's just like, like I said, the same old thing. It's not the fact that they actually do believe that they'll ever be able to keep you from something or stop you in a certain direction. Or keep you from your destiny. It's just the fact that they just want to torture you along the way. They really just want to hurt you for having it. Like, I've been dealing, I've been dealing with people like this my whole life. You know, I know I can't stop this from happening. I know I can't change this. But if you bring it up, we're going to fight about it. If you bring it up, I'm going to torture you. If you say it, I'm going to hurt you type attitude and it's like what difference does that make what does that change you get to hurt me because I have it but you don't get to actually take it you don't get to actually change it you don't get to actually do anything to stop it you're just hurting me to make yourself feel better but we're all like that you know we can't a lot of times we feel like we know everything we got it all figured out we can't even see past our own emotion a lot of times or see past our own faults which is why God is needed Despite what we understand. And I'm having a difficult time fully grasping that 100%. Because if I did, then of course I would have done everything. 
that I needed to do what I probably wouldn't be in the situation but at the same time everything happens for a reason so these individuals are around me and they're devising wicked schemes and I can hear these different people around me and they are saying the most heinous stuff about me like you know it's just so easy it's just so you know, easy to get this over on her. It's so easy to do that. It's just so easy to play over her and all this other stuff. And then there's somebody around me who's just like, I know. But she just never had anybody genuine. And I just don't want to be the kind of person that does that. And it's like, this person isn't even always good. This person is, like, really bad, too. This person is, like, probably, like, really involved with a lot of this different stuff. And then I hear, you know, I'm so in love with you. And I know they're not talking to me. But they did that, you know. And I usually wouldn't allow that. Like, I usually would have fought somebody really bad because of that. Because, you know, like, they're really pushing limits at this point. And I don't know why I'm always fighting because somebody says this, honestly. I really don't know why. Because really, like, first of all, if they were talking to me, I don't believe you. I don't believe nobody really loves me. I genuinely don't but God. I genuinely don't believe anybody loves me but God. After everything he's exposed to me about people and how they are and what they're doing, what they're capable of and what they're into, I don't believe that nobody loves me. So I wouldn't have cared in that way. And... You know, if they were talking to somebody else, I don't believe them. Like I said, like, if I'm, you know, fighting for anything, it's because, like, you are a liar and you're manipulative. And I see it in you and I'm fighting you because I feel that that is so insulting. It is so insulting for you to be here manipulating, you know. But it's it's different for me now because... I usually would just let whoever it is be manipulative. Whatever I can see past it, I can I can move past it. But it's different for me now because it's in my mind. It's in my heart. Like before, when I was younger, people used to do all kinds of stuff on the outside. I knew who I was on the inside, so it never mattered what you were doing. I know who I am. I know where I'm at. I know where I go. Somewhere you're not, and I know your lies. I know you're not you know, for me, and that's fine, I'm good, as long as I know who I am, but now you're here in my mind, and my heart, and you're trying to convince me that for real, so that I don't have a way out, it's different for me now, now I just get ticked off so bad, that I really just, I can't stand it, I fight it all the time, I just fight it so bad, so hard all the time, because I can't believe the audacity of some people, like you already try to snatch my dreams away from me, on the outside, and you feel okay with that, you moved on with your life, and you wouldn't have cared what happened to me despite what I deal with and what I battle. But you try to go in my heart and my mind, and you try to snatch all chances away from me. You really try to eliminate any opportunity or hope for a better future for me. You you did your best. You know, it's just different to me. I don't have anywhere else I can go. I can't go in a different mind. I can't have a different heart. You know, this is my quiet time with God. You want to keep me away from that. Like, how, like, you know, who do you think you are? 
and how much you know how much can somebody take at that point really how can how much can somebody take when somebody does everything they can to you know keep away from you and stay away from you because you just want to torture them for whatever reason oh because you feel because it's so easy to you and because you feel like you can you know for you to go as far as to try and eliminate any way out for them that's way too far you know it's one thing when somebody has to suffer at the hands of you and all they have is a dream but for you to try to eliminate somebody's dreams that's way too far and I just, I'm just different. Like, it's different now. And I feel that I'm fighting on such a major level because the Lord has placed something so different inside of me. He told me when I was younger, you know, just have a good heart regardless. Forgive them. You know, choose to be good. Choose to let things go. Choose to know who they are on the inside and what they're choosing but love them anyways and still dream and have hopes and know that you have a future in me and have confidence in that whether you have confirmation on it or not and now people are trying to eliminate that opportunity for me as a whole like it's always been okay I'll take this from you I'll take that I'll do this and I'll do that but you know, they can never take God. They can never take my faith. But now they're trying to take that. And it's just a whole nother level. But it's what's worth fighting for. I'm glad that I let a lot of these different battles go. Because they weren't worth fighting for. They weren't battles worth fighting. Because now I have all that, you know, so-called suppressed energy. Or pent-up aggression for the right fight. So that being said person whoever it was talking about I'm so in love with you was trying to be manipulative and they were in love with somebody who they were talking to and I think that that's the only way that they can somehow get over on me because they're like okay she won't believe any of our lies but if you if I'm in love with you and I say it to you and she feel like like put it in a pers- put her in a perspective of you and I'll say it to you and I won't be lying it'll be the truth but I had to figure that out a while ago like you're not lying but you're still not telling the truth like you're not talking to me you're not telling me the truth and I had to figure that out a while ago it's difficult this how this is the lengths that people go to to deceive and deter you from God's plan for your life even when it has absolutely nothing to do with them it won't affect them in the slightest. And then they sit there and brag and say, it has nothing to do with me. I really don't care. I just want to do it. And it's like, so it has nothing to do with you. You don't care and you just want to do it. And you're this adamant about doing it. You're this dedicated to it. It's like, I don't know, you know. But something I did think about. I thought about, you know, they, they just sat there, you know, all around me, crowded, talking about how pathetic I was and how easy this was and how they set this whole thing up and they're bragging about it. Like, and I got her right where I want her and she's not going, you know, I don't care. She's ain't no, she's nobody to be worried about. 
just bragging and confident. Excuse me, and happy in their wickedness. And I'm not better. I'm not better than anybody, but I'm also not equivalent to them. So when it comes down to it, you know, I realized that it's, I just had to feel bad for them. I had to feel bad for them, even though there was no sense of remorse found in them, feeling seemingly from miles away. They probably would never feel bad for me, nor care. But, you know, I just knew that, you know, God never has this happen right to your face, right? So obviously like this, or never has this happening like this unless, of course, he's showing his power and he has a plan. I'm starting to believe this is God's sense of humor. It's like to you, you feel so down and you feel so, you know, humble, so useless, so powerless in a situation, so, you know, unappreciated. And you have, all you have is God. And you just, you know, you're sitting there as the so-called loser, the so-called, you know, whatever they call you, being played over right to your face. You know, being hurt and abused and kicked around. And the Lord sees you. He sees you. He feels your pain. He understands what you're going through. And... You know, he never does this for no reason. Every single time he does that and allow people to do that right to your face, what he's saying is, you know, what he's showing you is that, you know, remember this. Take a mental picture. How people sat in your face and played over you and said how easy it was and how good it felt. And they showed no remorse for your pain or what you were going through. You know, they probably never would have either. And just take a good mental picture because it's almost always an indication of where God is taking you. You're going to be in such a great place one day. And these people who sat and played over you, these people who played in your face and took you for granted and said it's so easy and I'm so glad and they didn't show any remorse for you. One day, you know, it's going to be the entire opposite. The shoe is going to be on the entire other foot. And you will have this mental memory to go back on. Just so you never forget exactly what and why God is doing what he's doing. Because so many times throughout this process, what I'm dealing with, what I've said was, why not them? Why didn't they succeed? Why didn't they get this destiny? Why isn't it happening or working out for them? Why are they suffering in the process? Why isn't their destiny so big and so great as well? And I'm pretty sure I have a mental memory or picture of exactly why. For each and every single last individual I've said that to, possibly. But for anyone else that I don't have the mental picture for, I'm getting it right now. And so God never does anything for no reason. People know who God is. They know who he is. You can't avoid God forever. You know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom means to know who God is, is to be a smart person. 
if you do not know who God is or you act as if you don't, you're a fool. That's what it is. So, you know, everything I'm going through right now, I know and understand that it's going to work out for me later. In these different times where I'm suffering and different things, I'm going to wish that I embraced them more. I'm going to wish that I just, you know, embraced it a whole lot more. Even though I have people around me who don't even want me embracing it because they know what's going to happen. As I said, people know they cannot stop some certain things. They're just so angry about it and so hurt. And they don't, that they can't do anything about it. That they just try and hurt you in the process. Like Satan. I'm not going to be able to keep you from that. I'm not going to be able to stop you from having that. I'm not going to be able to do anything about, about, excuse me, about that. So, let me just torture you in the process. Let me just allow, you know, let me just force pain on you or force you to go through pain in the process. I just want to hurt you because I can't take something from you. But, you know, I felt... I felt fine. I really felt fine. You know, it feels like I have different individuals around me trying to recreate different things that I in my heart am holding so dear. And, you know, I think that this was also an indication of them not having to. But I had said that before. I said, you don't have to recreate anything else that I hold dear to my heart. Because at the end of the day, I think that there's something in you. There's something with you that I also hold dear. You wouldn't have to recreate anything else. So, I I felt that too. Like maybe there's someone here, here there's someone there who is being shown mercy on. I'm starting to realize that it's mercy. It's not, you know, you think, oh, they're just a good person or, oh, they just decided to be good at the right time no it's mercy god is keeping you because he's deciding to separate you and set you apart from the individuals who are going to suffer for their handedness when suffering comes around when it's time you won't be suffering so with that being said you know This is what I'm dealing with, you know, and man, I wake up these mornings and I think like, how much more can I take? How much longer can I deal with these individuals? How much longer can I, how much longer can this go on? How much longer can, you know, I suffer at the hands of these individuals? And I know that's for a reason, too. You know? Not that it always has to come back on someone else, but every day that I'm suffering at the hands of these individuals or these situations, I will be winning later. And I know it. And there's so many things going on right now that's like people wish they could have. I wish it was me. It's not fair that it's you. And 
They hate me so much because I get it and they don't. I'm doing it and they're not. I'm wanted. They're not wanted. When they, you know, when I was younger, they never showed an ounce of remorse when it was me. But I don't feel bad about that. Like, looking back when I was, like, not accepted or not really wanted or invited, I was fine. I was really pressing the situation. I didn't have to be invited. It really didn't hurt me that bad. And so when I think back about how they showed no remorse or no really, really no care for that, I don't really want to see anything happen to them because of it. I'm like, we're just human. Like, sometimes we just, when we're in our winning seasons, we just don't see the people who aren't winning. It's what it is. But God does. God sees everything. He knows everything. And just because of what you had to go through and the suffering that you had to go through, even in silence and as humble as you were, you're going to be rewarded. And so I'm so grateful for that. But, you know, I have a vision. I have a future. I have a hope for for being so perfect and so beautiful in God. And that's all I really want. That's really all I want. I don't want to settle. I'm not going to settle. Satan's always trying to get you to settle because he knows what God has for you is so great. He wouldn't be able to stand you having all of that. So he's always trying to get you to settle. And I don't want to. So I have to suffer. But, man. These different situations. And indications of things. It's actually funny because it's like. I even have this feeling like you know. I really could do all of this and all that. And. If I wanted to right now. But something just tells me not to. Something just tells me to come away from this. And all I know is like maybe the reason or the the reason why I have the ability to even do these kind of things, that's what it was. They're talking to this person like, Why are you, you know, doing all of this and really what's the real reason why you're helping this person or why you're there for this person? And this individual is talking about me like, you know, oh, I just feel bad for them and you know, all this other stuff, like sympathy. And all I can think in my heart and my mind is they really can't see it. Like, you really can't see it at all. Because it's so clear to me and it's amazing. It's amazing to me how you can't see it right now. But that's how God is. Like, everybody knew who Jesus was, but they still needed Judas to betray him. In order for them to, you know, know who he was so the prophecy could be fulfilled. And so it's like, it's amazing to me when people are just around me, like, like they can't see it. And that's the thing about prophecies. And and this was also told to me yesterday. 
that's the thing about prophecies. When no matter whether you know what's going to happen or not, it still has to happen. So if God said in five minutes time, put the time on your watch. Somebody's going to walk up to you and punch you right in the face. And five minutes come down, alarm goes off. Boom, somebody punches you in the face, but you still caught off guard. Like, it doesn't matter if you know it front to back, top to bottom, in and out. It's still got to happen. It's still going to happen. You're not going to be able to avoid it. It's been so amazing to me. Excuse me, because I've even been saying to myself, well, if you know what's going to happen, then why won't you change it? Or if you know what's going to happen, then why won't you just go the other way? Why won't you just do something different? Why won't you just stop? You know, do whatever you can to change it. It's like, because you can't. In this situation, what I see, if the prop- if the prophecy that I've seen of me and my future is even, you know, what it's supposed to be. Then, you know, with these individuals who's doing everything they can to stop it, sometimes I just wonder, like, why won't you just get out of the way? You know, if you really believe it's true or whether you don't, you know, prevent yourself from a lot of suffering and pain and get out of the way. I even asked myself this when I'm fighting for my family that in it, the prophecies they said I won't be able to save them. Why not just get out of the way? But it's like, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. It still won't happen exactly how it's meant to. And then with with this, you know, with me and my fighting for my family. For me, every single time I think about it, I'm like, so why do I keep allowing myself to be hurt? Why do I keep going through these different things? Why aren't I? Doing exactly what the prophecy states. Why do I keep hoping for a different outcome? And for me, the only way I can explain it is like, the prophecy just has to be fulfilled. It is what it is. Everything that I do, it doesn't matter what I do. Or what someone tells me or what it says. Or even if I knew everything was going to happen top to bottom from front to back. It's just, you know, I just have to... Go and choose the steps that God intended. I have to fulfill the prophecy. That being said, before I go, I saw somebody there. It was this guy that is involved with this rape situation. And people around me trying to bully me because I'm standing up for it or standing up about it. (laughs) They really want to put their hands on me every time I think about it. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know if you're really on my side or if you are playing, you know, like you are. But that just, you know, feels so pointless and a waste of time, all of it. All of it. Because, I don't know, like I can tell, I can see how God, what direction God is going in with this. Like, I can kind of feel it. That being said, 
That's all I have. I'm gonna do my best to go in the direction that God is leading me. That's all I can do, you know? Because this isn't really going anywhere, it's not changing. Okay, so I woke up this morning and last night was interesting because like around two or, no, two or three in the morning, something weird happened after the vision that I had about the people around me who were just laughing like, oh, it's just so easy. Like, it's so easy to lie to her, so easy to get past her, it's so easy to do all this and do all that, you know, I just, you know. I knew something was about to happen. I knew something was coming up. And I just blame myself because I know that the more that I'm not doing, the more this type of stuff happens. Like, of course, people are going to be drawing the power. Of course, people are going to, you know, see an opportunity to manipulate or be wicked or do something of that magnitude and they're going to take it like I've already learned that I know that by now this is you know it's so obvious it doesn't always happen but it happens so often that it's become my fault when I don't take the proper precautions to prevent that from happening so I feel bad for people because I know that like my destiny isn't going anywhere my you know, this where God is expecting for me to be and, and leading me to go, it's not changing. So, you know, when it comes down to whatever happens, I'm going to eventually have to get up and do what I got to do in order to get to God. And, you know, I don't know for a fact, but it's never, it's never guaranteed, but there is a possibility that whoever involved in a situation will have to answer to whatever they did or have done in the process and you know yes it will be fair as fair as I could possibly get it because I'm going to allow God to guide me into whatever judgment that is made but at the same time it just could have been avoided and that's why it's my fault because it could have been avoided I could have been doing everything I was supposed to be doing I could have been on top of my game I could have been focused and so it always becomes my fault but I just have to admit I'm just so much more relaxed lately I feel so much better like it's so much stress on me it's so hard just taking responsibility for everybody and I know that God is wanting me to be shaped into a leader who can handle that because that's who I'm destined to be but it's like I've just been feeling so relaxed lately. Like it's done wonders, wonders for my attitude, wonders for my you know wanting to be here on this earth. Like not wanting to commit commit suicide or be depressed is really doing wonders. But what I realize is a temporary fix, because the only way that this will continue is if I continue down this path of being more careless about these different things and I can't imagine getting to the place or the part or the I can't imagine getting to where I'm destined to be with that attitude I understand that just because it makes you a little bit happier or it seems like it's a little bit 
you know, easier does not make it better for you or anybody around you. I've noticed that I've realized that I understand that the issue is, you know, a lot of people are doing whatever they want to do. And they're calling themselves Christians and they're saying, God wants you to be happy. God wants you to be free. God doesn't want you suffering like this. He doesn't want you going through these different things. But sometimes when God is leading you out of sin, everything he's asking you to do is nothing that you want to do and you have to do it. And it's the only way that you're going to be made free. And, of course, it's so much easier to go party, go drink, go smoke, go do whatever and make yourself feel better. But those things are temporary happiness as opposed to doing what you need to do in God, suffering however much you have to suffer to get out of whatever chains or bondage that you're in in order to have real fulfillment and happiness in your heart and be free. So I've learned that. I've learned that, you know, there's always these options and it takes wisdom and discernment to truly understand. But I felt in the process that as I get older, I will care less and I will want to be happy. I will literally just want to be relaxed and free. I won't want to be on top of everything. I won't want to, you know, have to take responsibility for everybody like I won't want to be responsible for all of these different things because it's not fair I'm only one person I'm not God I can't be perfect I can't do it all I can't please everybody I can't prevent all of these different things from happening and I can't take responsibility for all these different things happening at least not sanely so I was hoping that God would deliver me out this situation. Eventually, I will feel better. But it just feels like, you know, I don't know. Like, if he's if I'm meant to have this position or be in this position and this is how it's meant to stay, I don't know. I don't want to blame God. I don't blame God, but I'm extremely frustrated because when I am, you know, headed towards a certain direction and a certain position, I have to fight everybody. I have to fight all these unnecessary battles and people pretend as if they would be in support of it. And I don't want to, you know, assume that they wouldn't. But it's just, you know, a lot of people encourage the the many different adversities that I face and battles, unnecessary battles that I fight. They encourage it. They love to see it. They enjoy every second, every minute of it. You have to be careful of people like that who enjoy to see you suffering but pretend as if they want to see you succeed. You know, this is what I'm dealing with, you know? And it's so difficult for me because I don't, I don't know, like, sometimes I don't understand what God really wants from me. But that being said, though, Excuse me, um, I was noticing little things in this, I can't, I don't even remember what it was, I would have to have fight, fought for the information, by the time I fought for the information, I would have to fight to protect it and fight to, you know, keep it out of the wrong people, keep it from the wrong people, and... All I know is, like, 
um, I, something different things were happening that were showing me and 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 making making me aware that like oh okay so yeah that's bad that's going to be really bad and I'm realizing that whether I'm on top of it or not there are still consequences to these people's actions now I didn't know I never assumed as if I did but I just try and speak about what you know I am like I just try to speak for what I know or what, how I'm trying to figure it out and where I'm at from trying to figure it out and I talked about how lawless it felt like the situation was when I first got here no rules everybody did whatever they wanted and things were all over the place and just crazy it was wicked it was horrible and nobody really you know wanted to change it or nobody really wanted to see a change I don't think I mean I think everybody possibly wanted to see a change secretly but nobody really wanted had I guess the ability to do so so you know God sent me here for that to be used as a vessel in order to change that free free his people and you know correct a lot of different things that are just wrong like the wicked judge and the wicked judges but you know I've I'm just you know after everything I've gone through in the process I'm not confident that you know these things are just so set in order that they won't change that people won't go back to how they were and start doing things so if they're doing things the second there's no you know authority seemingly no authority and I've done everything I can I fought night and day in order to get people to realize like whether you see the authority or you don't or you feel the authority on your back 24 7 like a whip it's still there you have to do things like that you have to do things like the authority is still there the whip doesn't have to be on your back 24 7 every single time you're not doing something right in order for you to do what you have to do you still have to do it because the fact of the matter is there are consequences whether or not they come from the individual that you feel afraid of right now. You need to fear God. So, you know, this is what's been so frustrating with me, to me and what I've been trying to get, a, you know, a better understanding on. Like, man, why do I have to, why do I have to, like, be on top of everything all the time as if we haven't gone through this long enough for people to know what the rules are. Like, you don't need a babysitter. And only God is really our judge, so... You know, I feel like that should answer any questions about anybody who is playing God. But, um... That being said, last night after I had that vision... I was I felt like it really wasn't super a super big deal or super bad but it just was like oh man okay that is it feels like I'm set back or set back but um all I know is I felt this feeling like I knew I felt it, and it was like, 
things were happening right after that. And I knew it was about to. I knew it was about to because, as I said, like, God, you know, he doesn't have someone, like, tell you how they feel about you like that, you know, so boldly and so bravely and so rudely and so wickedly, you know, just admit your wicked devices and your wicked schemes in your heart right in front of you as if you are nothing, as if you can never do anything, as if not even God could stop them, like they have no fear of God. He doesn't have people treat you that way for no reason. If someone treats you that way, there's, you know, a really big possibility that things are about to change. He's about to show them who God is. So with people, with whoever it was doing it, being whoever they were being, right after that, what I felt like was, you know, something just started happening. And I realized, like, Harriet, I heard Harriet. And I felt myself, but I didn't know what I was doing. But I just was like, I wanted to explain. But, you know, under also understanding at the same time, I have a responsibility. Like, there's no really explaining. Just get up and do. But I heard Harriet, and I know that was for Harriet Tubman. And it's like, she has taught, she has taught me so much, almost everything I know. Yes, she is real. Yes, this is real. She is teaching me how to free my people. When the Lord said, free my people, let my people go, he meant it. So I'm on, like, so many missions, like, all the time to free people who want to be free from this bondage. And we have to take, like, underground railroads. And I just remember in 2020, like, as I was suffering all day and things were the worst, I just would hear people say, you're the modern-day Harriet Tubman. You know, it's the Underground Railroad, the Underground Railroad. And, you know, I would always ask, like, why, where am I, what's going on, why am I here, what happened? So, I think that's how many people have been freed. As many times as I've asked that, that's how many people have possibly been freed. So I've asked that all day, every day, possibly like a million times. So that's possibly how many people have been freed. And she was here and she did what I was supposed to do from the job. She corrected someone, someone who was, you know, just not able to quite see clearly how important a lot of these issues are. It was it is not a it is not a um Like, it's not a, like anyone's holding anyone, anything against people. With Harriet, with me, 
you know, not that I'm fully aware of everything, but it's like, it feels like she just gets you to see what it is you cannot see. I remember earlier on, like, you know, as much as I wanted to kill myself and as much as I wanted to not live on this earth, like my ancestors, they would fight me. They would start fighting me and start making it really hard for me. And the harder that they made it for me, you know, the more I realized, like, there's worse things than dying. There's worse things than wanting to die. And they said, if you don't want your life, you don't want your body, we're going to take it. And I had to fight them off of me, literally. Like, they were trying to steal my body. Like, they were the enemy. And it it just brought into perspective how I'm supposed to appreciate my life. And I've known that this entire time, but it's like, it's not me. It is a demon. It is a spirit that I'm fighting all day, every day, constantly. So, of course, I realized that at this point that I'm not feeling suicidal. I've just put it off. It's still there, you know. But... Also, at the same time, I shouldn't gravitate towards this one. That's also something that was, you know, talked about. Like, I gravitate towards the suicidal one. But the issue is, you know, if I don't genuinely do it, then it really almost is no point. It really is almost no point because it's like I could put it off and I could lie to myself and not genuinely do it. But. Later, it will play a part, and it may come back when I least expect it, because it's not taken care of. It, it was not done genuinely. It was just done to suppress or get past a certain stage or point, which means like there's like always a possibility that it will come right back up. And I know that this is what you know, the plan is, I know that this is what Satan is planning. Like, I can hear his plans. Like, he's like, if she walks away from it now or steps away from it now and just stop doesn't doing it now without actually doing the work and eliminating the possibility of this returning, because I know what it feels like to eliminate the possibility of something returning, even though I'm not sure if anything, any possibility has been eliminated from returning. But I still know what it feels like. If she does that, then it's like when she least expects it, we'll just still be here. She never really got rid of us. She never really closed that door completely. I'm trying to close that door completely. And it has been closed before completely on multiple different occasions because I have but because I have different influences in my life that don't want to see me move forward and actually grow past these different things. They don't want to lose control, manipulation over my life. These still are possibilities of happening. So it brings into perspective that maybe maybe these these things I need to give up on. And I don't want to give up on nothing. I don't want to give up on nobody because I don't trust, you know, what Satan is trying to get me to give up on right now in this season. I don't feel like I should give up on anything when I think about it. You know, I have chosen my family. I have fought for my family. Throughout this entire process, I fought for them. Because 
you know, even though there's different individuals showing up who claim to support me, you know, everybody was fake. Everybody was for Nobody was really for me at all. Like, everybody tried to kill me. Nobody cared if I, would, if I was alive. Everybody left me for dead. You know, time went by and I realized that, you know, it was more to it than that. Like, different perspectives and, you know, what they were really doing that for. What was behind people doing that, you know? Did they really want to leave me for dead or did they want me to get up and fight? So, I don't know, but at the same time, it's like, though I forgive, sometimes it's hard to shake some of these things. It's very hard to shake some of these things. Like, when you feel like you know the true character of people around you, it's kind of hard to see them any differently. That being said, I know my Father in Heaven would not want me surrounded by individuals for the rest of my life who would just take advantage of me and walk over me and treat me as if I'm not worth the proper respect that they would be willing to give someone else. I know that for a fact. So with the people I am defending and choosing, you know, I have hopes for a change. I have hopes that things will go in a different direction, that things will work out. You know, so... I don't know, but all I know is like there's a prophecy on my life that has to be fulfilled. I don't know what it would take or what would happen by the time I get there. I'm fighting so hard for my family, and it feels like that's not really a wrong thing to do. The Lord sent me back and said, you're going to want to get your brother. But said to me that, you know, your brother can't be saved. You're not going to be able to save your brother. So he told me that Satan is a liar, but... With all that I'm going through, I wonder because it's like I'm fighting so hard. I'm fighting so hard. And yes, it feels like my brother is right because I see this vision that's supposed to be set in stone with this individual who is supposed to have loved me more than everybody ever loved me in my entire life, which I don't even think is physically capable for one human being. But, you know... I want to give it the benefit of the doubt because of the fact that everything that has happened in this future vision has happened now. All these people around me have betrayed me beyond understanding. It would never go back to being what it was. I've done what I can, but it's like, it can't, you know, and I'm doing everything I can. But at the same time, this individual doesn't seem right. The first thing I thought when I heard that person say that was, that's what abusers say. Abusers always try to tell you that they love you more than anybody in the world. How do you know? Are you are you sure 100% positive 
of all the love in the world. Like, are you sure you carry all the love in the world? Are you sure you even know what love is? For you to say that you love somebody more than everybody else in their life, there's no way for you to possibly know that. Like, but for someone to say that is so heinous because it's manipulated. It's like, I don't even know how much everybody else loves you 100%, but I'm going to assume not, I'm, no, past assume. I'm going to try and convince you that I love you more than everybody and every single last one of them. And I'm supposed to just believe that so that you can manipulate me and control me for as long as you feel like it. And I don't know who you've been manipulating and controlling up to this point, but it looks like from the vision that they've decided that I'm the person that they want to manipulate and control for the rest of their lives. That is not my future. That is not fair. That is not for me. And I don't believe that God will support that in the slightest. So, I know God is real. And anybody who intends for things to go that way, I think that they will have to answer to him, of course, for sure. But sometimes these things do happen. This is real life. These things sometimes happen to people. I don't want it to be me. Yes, God is going to deal with you, but maybe I still have to actively do what I need to do in order to prevent that from happening to me. My brother, he I possibly hates me, possibly hates me, and I heard him say, I heard first of all the individual say, this is set in stone, no one can change this, and I thought to myself, all this, like, what, like, why would you have to say that it's set in stone and nobody can change it no matter what they do? Like, emphasize that. And I was like, no, I don't believe you. Something's just off about that. As as intricate and down to every last detail that it feels that this vision is. As prepared as it feels like it is. As confident in it that it feels like these individuals are. It's still off. It's still very off. Because one, I don't think that you fully know me. For you to assume that I will ever give up on my family. That's a mighty big assumption. As I was taught to never give up on family. But, and it's insulting. It's insulting. Somebody thinks that they can get you to sell out for everything you've ever known. For, you know, money and and. and to be with them and like they're just the holy grail or something like it's just it's insulting but past insulting like it's a it's it's obviously a big test for my life something i have to go through something i have to overcome because why are these individuals so confident that i will not succeed why are they so confident in that have they done this before or is it a, you know, indication of my actions or who I am being? So, I hear my brother in the background and he says, well, I think it's my brother. 
what I hear is a voice that I recognize, that I know is familiar, I've known it. And the voice says, this not going how they think that's going. And it's just, what I heard in their voice was like, nah. It was more like a nah, that does it. Like, that's too far. Like, it's, ne- it's not going that far. I can't allow it to go that far. Like, Maybe I've contributed so much into this and maybe I've played so much of a part and maybe I've been super wrong and maybe I would never admit I was right about it. I mean, wrong about it. And I would never give you satisfaction of knowing that I was wrong. I probably go way further before, I mean, way further than I've gone before I ever, you know, allowed you to know who I was and what I've what I've been doing, you know, secretly behind your back, whatever. You know, it's cutthroat. It's really bad. It's horrible. Really horrible things that you should be you should never be doing to your sister or to your family. But I would never let, you know, just because of all of that I've done and how wrong that I am and how much I don't want to be exposed, let it go that far. And I, I just recognized that was real. That was truth right there. That was so far more truth than whatever it was I had just seen. That was not the truth. And I felt God all in that vision. I knew that God was extremely prevalent, but it just didn't feel right. If, of course, I've gotten everything I was supposed to get and I've done, I've become everything I was supposed to be, then why am I still missing my family? And then down t- and then on top of that, I haven't gotten everything I was supposed to get or done everything I was supposed to do. If my family is not there, I can't even imagine how many prayers to God I've prayed that they be there when I make it. I don't want to have to sacrifice my entire family to get in. That's what it is. When you have to make it without your family, when your family doesn't get there, get to be there to root you on and be a part of everything that you are experiencing, that's exactly what it's like to sacrifice your entire family for fame. And you may not, a lot of people may not understand that that's what it looks like. Or they may try to say, oh, that's just nonsense. That's only if you believe it. It's true. Because I'm going through it right now. I see it and I'm fighting for them. Every single day. I'm fighting for them. And yes, I could be doing better. And I could be a better sister. I could be a better everything. But I'm not giving up on them. So... For me, you know, it was interesting because you want to be mad. You want to be mad that your family would ever even let these things go this far and do whatever it was that they were doing. Because you feel like if not for them, then you would never be in this situation. But there's really nobody to blame. And this is where forgiveness comes into play. Because the only way that you guys will survive the situation or get past whatever is going on is if you forgive each other. So, I've been doing everything I can to forgive them. It's being, it's just very difficult when they're still doing things to me that I have to keep forgiving. I can't use that as an excuse not to forgive them, though. It's just difficult for me. It's difficult. Because I'm like, I forgive you. And I start fighting for them again. And then they just seem like very ungrateful, unappreciative. 
they run back to do exactly what it is that they keep like keeps hurting me and they just never learn and it it just feels like my whole life I've never been appreciated by y'all enough and now you know not that I want that future but the fact that I'm you know it feels like God is offering me an opportunity to finally be free of that and like I would have to give that all up for y'all because you know I would just have to and it's difficult it's extremely difficult but that's how Satan is you know, here's everything you ever wanted and here's all the reasons why you should take it and you know you wouldn't want to go back to your shabby life but at the end of the day it's like I didn't really feel like it was a shabby life I really didn't like there were things of course I wish could be fixed and there were always things I was wishing for but you know I appreciated what I had I was I really was grateful. I could have been more grateful. I see that now, but I was appreciative of what I had. I love my family. I felt that they were supportive of my life or supportive of whatever direction I want to go in. Yes, so much stuff has been, you know, exposed about their characters and what they're willing or capable of doing. But under this pressure, I don't think that anybody is, you know, exempt for what they're capable of doing. Like when you are pressuring somebody or torturing somebody or giving someone no choice or tempting somebody in this way of course they're going to do crazy stuff like that I don't hold that part against them you know even though I feel that I could have been treated better but it's just like I would do want to have a future where I don't have to continue to be mis misunderstood unappreciated and abused by these different individuals. I don't think it will consist of the individual that I saw because I believe that he's very, he's worse than my family. Obviously, if the person I've been at odds with almost half my life, you know, has to step in and save me from you, you're so much worse, so much worse. And that must mean, you know, and you know, family can get very harsh. They've been around you so long. They will really put you in like the worst situation sometimes. Because they're like, you know, I really hate you. Like, you have like a deep-rooted, seated-type hate for from years ago. You feel like you can't get rid of somebody. You do something very hateful to them. So, if you can be more hateful than somebody like that, and you haven't even had the 10 years in a game, you're way worse. And if a family who hates somebody has to step in and save someone they hate from you... With your wicked plans, you know, that's such an indication of who you are. It's such an indication of who you are. And it's just like, steer clear of that at all costs, you know. So, like, that's scary. That's really scary, you know. But when you think about what the plans were, the plans were to get you to leave your entire family, your real love. And... Assume that I loved you more than everybody, all of them put together. So that I could abuse you until the day that you die. Do whatever I want. Have you, you know, convinced that I am your savior. While being literally the devil. And never tell you. Never want you to truly fully know who I am and the part I played in it. So just a completely different person you know, making a commitment to you as a completely different person while I never really change. And not to mention, you know, 
everything that you would never have known that you would have been giving up in the process, which of course I saw the vision that God had shown me of millions of people being awakened in God. And the Lord told me specifically this individual, you know, is committing genocide on his entire community, on his own community. Of course, that's what genocide means, but you know, it's committing genocide. And so, you know, you put two and two together and you realize like, I'm supposed to be sent here as the leader, the guide in this, you know, as a vessel in order for the Lord to save our people. You're trying to get me to choose this in order to sacrifice our entire community for money and position. Like your heinous, your heinous, like, but this individual still has an opportunity to be saved. That's just who God is. That's who God is. God is like, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how far left you've gone, no matter how far wrong you've been, you can still be made right in the Lord as long as you're willing to be. He knows your heart. He loves you past your selfish desires and attempts. And if I'm not mistaken, this individual possibly has never lost hope that they can be saved. So, like, as if they've been fighting. You know, even if they committed genocide to me, I feel like, oh my gosh. Like, I really feel like, you know, like that, that would be the complete opposite and worse from anything I would ever ask for. You know? When the Lord asked me when I was 12 years old, who do you think you're going to marry? I left it up to him because I didn't know. I couldn't have had a clue who I would have married because nobody around me had gotten married. And I didn't feel that I had a good example or a good, you know, I didn't have any guidance on how to be married, who to be married to, whatever. And I felt like if I truly don't ever want to get divorced, then I would need that. And only God could provide that. So I told him to pick. And I just, you know... Out of all the things he will pick, which, of course, if you tell God to pick, then you can't try and choose for him. But out of all the, the things he will pick, I would never assume that he will pick somebody who want to commit genocide because I'm the exact opposite. Like, I want to die for my people. I want to save all my people. I want to fight and live to die and save my people. Be willing to die for saving my people. So why? Would God ever match me up with someone who would actually sacrifice our entire community? It's sad to me, but, you know, you have to trust God when he does things. No matter how hard it is. No matter how hard it is, you have to trust God when he does things. Because when it comes down to it, you know, he's the perfect one. He makes no mistake. He understands everything. He got it down pat. He got it figured out. This makes me so sad when I talk about it because I think about how I never had an enemy in my life, but it feels like only by then would it, would you ever literally be made my enemy. You know, a lot of people didn't know me, you know, before now. They felt that they knew me. They felt that they. They knew who I was. They still do. They don't understand how much this stuff matters to me. They don't understand, you know, what I pray about. They don't understand who I really am. They don't They don't get it. And so they still are banking on and really, like, 
counting on and expecting this to, you know, just all go away. You know, oh, it's not that my, my, you know, that's not going to happen. These are, these things aren't going to change. Everything's going to go back to normal. I'm sure it's not going to be a big deal. You know, that's not going to happen. I I just can't see that happening for her. I can't see her really being that she's going to get over. It's just a phase. And don't even understand I've really been like this, you know. Probably my whole life. Well, of course not my whole life. But I've really been like this, you know. And it's so difficult for some people to accept. And the Lord, you know, he told me, he said, my family, he said, do you really feel like your family will be able to accept that version of you? Accept ever accept you and I had to realize that they wouldn't and in every future vision of myself they're never there they're never there I've seen myself in a future vision of with my people or what walking up they're nowhere in the crowd out of millions of people they didn't even make it because they couldn't accept me in that position you would really allow yourself to stay asleep you would really allow yourself to become a sheep you know well actually I don't like using that term because we're all God's sheep. He's a good shepherd. But you really allow yourself to, you know, not be awakened and, you know, die. But die in bondage because of the fact that it's me who was used as a vessel to free you. So they're not there. In none of the visions, it's just that one. And then there's the one of me with this individual who was trying to commit genocide. They're not in that vision. They're not in this vision where the Lord told me I could, you know, prevent all of this, you know, and live in peace in the Lord forever. If I just never left my hometown, they're not even in that future. I'm in my hometown where we're born. I mean, excuse me, where we're born and raised. And they're all, what, less than 20 minutes, if not, you know, an hour away. And none of them or in my life, have been to my house, not even on holidays. They're not going to be a part of my future. The Lord is separating me from them. They're just not going to be there. But, you know, that's when wisdom and discernment is needed because then at the same time, you look at how, you know, they still may have to be saved first even if they'll never accept you they may still play such a big part and portion on your journey to you know being your closest to God just because your family is not going to be a part of your future doesn't mean to sacrifice them or ever give up on them you can still keep fighting for them keep praying for them keep loving them without being associated with them so I want to stand in my power in God. And I don't want my family to keep destroying that because of what they can't see. They really are convinced, like, you are such a liar. This is not who you are. This is, you're not going in that direction. This is not real. It's not going to happen. And I hear it all the time. And I'm just like, you know, you guys discourage me so much and make me feel like I can never do this stuff or I'm really not this person. Like, Everything I have inside me is just supposed to stay buried because of what you guys think and how you guys feel about it. But at the end of the day, what I realized is it's not going to. 
you know, as much as your opinion matters to me, it doesn't matter to God. He's still making this happen. This is still happening. Things aren't really changing just because you don't want it to. So I have to keep fighting you. And if it's going to be made harder because I don't know what to do, then it's going to be made harder. But it's really not going anywhere or changing. You're still being put out. You are. Because out of everything I've tried to do in order to get you to see who I am and who I want to be, you won't support it. You won't accept me. And so you cannot be there because it's going to happen regardless. When the Lord says this is going to happen, he means it. He's the truth teller. He's always right. He's the perfect one. And I've tried so hard to get them to see me or understand or accept me. They never will. They never will. Like, I come around on conversations and they're still talking about, you know, things that are long gone. Like, like things that have been pruned in this process that aren't coming back in no way. Ever again, it's just dead. It's it's gone, and they're still talking about that, as if they weren't there, as if they didn't see what happened, as if they don't understand how that's history forever now. And so they fight me every day to keep me from moving forward in my future. But I also noticed that, you know, they have way less of a tendency to fight me when they feel like I'm not going to actually be be much. Like, I've seen them all step off all at once and leave me to, leave me to pray and worship and be made free in God when they felt as if I wasn't going to be anything. So I know that they're doing this. And allowing themselves to be used out of jealousy and covetousness. And whoever is this individual that is surrounding us, they are, you know, they are really paying for this to happen. They don't want to see me free. They don't want me to have this. Like some people are really so wicked that because they don't have peace and happiness and joy and, you know, freedom they don't want ever even want you to have it they will do everything in their power to prevent you from ever having it because they don't have it but you know my god is bigger than that he's so much bigger than everything i've been going through and it only makes you stronger and we'll see what happens you know i'm confident in what god said will happen this demon which will be killed these millions of people will be freed I will be, you know, a vessel, the first woman in the highest position to have ever existed over our people, us all woke and fully aware of who God is and being guided and led by his voice. And that's what he has. That's the calling he has on my life. Millions of people, if you don't want to be there, then you just don't want to be there. Nobody's going to force you. But there's a lot of people who are going to be there. You will and won't be missed. So, that being said, I don't know at what point, you know, it's going to take for me to let go of my family. 
And then I feel all over the place because I'm like, I'm never letting go of my family. This situation has taught me to fight. It's very hard for my family. Something tells me that my family is the key to never letting them go is the key, you know, to figuring everything out and getting to where we need to be because, you know, look what happened with the deliverance of my sister. I found my purpose and destiny in that. And it all took and came down to me never giving up on her. And I had so many reasons to do so, but also not forgetting that you know, they were all talking and bragging about how whether I had done that or not, it was still going to happen for me. Whether or not I had decided to, you know, be used as a vessel to deliver my sister, it was still going to happen for me. But how, if in the process, that's when I, that's where I received my purpose and destiny in life. But, you know, it's very easy for you to say what would or wouldn't happen after things have already happened. It happened that way. So, you know, you could tell somebody it would have happened this way, it would have happened that way, but this is how it happened, so that's what it is. But I just want to get to the bottom of this. I know that the Lord is going to cover me no matter what. I'm headed in that direction. You know, it's amazing to me how I can have more doubt now than I ever showed before because I see it now. I know it now. I am actually in the middle of being transformed. Like, I've seen all these wonderful, amazing unbelievable things happen and now I doubt it almost doesn't make sense <laughs>